0: all right everybody yes welcome it is so great to be here with you today i am here with evolutionary astrologer natasha alter and we are going to be discussing so last time we were together we talked about neptune in pisces and the messages that neptune and pisces has for this particular moment in time today we're going to be talking about uranus and taurus and what we're doing is we're focusing on those outer planets because those transits are longer, and a lot of times they are, they are impacting the collective. You know, they're impacting all of us. Mm-hmm. So it's really important right now for us to tune into these outer planet transits mm-hmm. so that we can understand what's being asked of us as humanity. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, there's individual stories for each of us within that context, mm-hmm. But that's where we're going to start today. So, mm-hmm. Natasha, welcome. As always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank, you. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. Hi, everybody. Hope everybody's okay wherever you are in whatever lockdown or not situations you are. Um, we're going through it together. Can and, uh, I tell
0: them, Natasha, about, about your situation on sure. Monday? Yeah. Sure, sure, so, sure. We, um, we plan to do this broadcast. On Monday earlier this week and I got a message from Natasha early my time saying can we reschedule can you tell them what happened for you
1: on Monday uh, when we were supposed to do our um, interview at 6 a.m. the government here in Greece I'm currently on an island on Crete in Greece announced a full and total lockdown uh, with Um, leaving the house permitted only with a special paper and a special document signed and filled. Um, There are special regulations, I'm sure they're very close to the ones in Italy that Italy has, so a full-on stay-at-home or else, um, you know, starting from a a fee, from a, a... certain amount of money to, you know, if, the, if it's, a, it's more serious um, transgression, then probably much more serious consequences. So that happened on Monday. And it took me, um, it just threw me out of balance. And I just felt like um, I was not ready to be of support and be of help in while I myself was trying to figure out what's going on integrate it, and return to you know plan b <laughs> or Plan c yes so that that's probably what is happening with a lot of people who are in europe currently i don't know the situation in the united states uh, i know that um...
0: well we have um i got the mandatory the the stay-at-home mandate here in hawaii mm-hmm. um currently you don't you don't have to fill out a form, a government form or anything just to leave your home. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're it's definitely, you know, uh, strongly advised and, and uh, yeah, but the government form fill out thing just to go outside, that's like a whole nother level. Yeah. Of, a different
1: level. Yes.
0: yeah. Yes. So, yes. well, we're, I'm so glad that you have been able to recoup and get back mm-hmm. to your center. Yes. But the, yes. I mean, the, the thing with that, Natasha, is just the message that we're all going through this and yes. riding yes. these waves together. And there's going to be times where you feel stronger than others. And that's okay. Yes. It's, it's exactly. part of the process. Exactly. And, that, and, and that's why we have each other, all of us in this community, yes. to pick each other up when, you know, when we're down and yes. there's going to yes. be those times. So
1: yes. beautifully, beautifully put. Thank you yes so and that's what uh, Neptune in Pisces is showing us how absolutely together we are navigating this field all of a sudden, we are literally in the same boat, and we are sharing all the you know we always do, but with Neptune and Pisces, we learn that uh, we are in this unified field with uh, with um, energy being able to uh, penetrate uh, and spread and connect everything um, and everybody in a much, to a much higher extent. And so, yes, definitely we are feeling that collective um, uh, repercussion of being uh, united or being in one bo- boat. And that's the other side of, uh, of Neptune, right? the connectedness interconnectedness to the max yeah
0: yes and the the um the term you are only as strong as your weakest link
1: exactly, exactly. it's very it's
0: very salient you know it's very <laughs> present and i you know each one of us are experiencing it in our in our own way uh, so natasha let's talk about uranus and taurus okay Tell us, just give us the context for this transit. When did it start? How long does it last? And then let's talk about the message and the invitation of this particular transit during this particular time.
1: Okay, let's try to figure it out together, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would also welcome all of our listeners to come up with ideas and, and uh, visions and suggestions, because again, we are all in, all in it all together and it is a co-creative process, right? We are discovering as we go, literally every day, the full meanings of the planetary um, uh, positions currently. So um Uranus in Taurus uh is a very different energy uh from Neptune in Pisces which is very subtle yet ever so persistent but however it's subtle Uranus in itself is a powerful um, uh into your face energy it uh always comes strongly and it it it, it, it is never unnoticed and um it brings havoc, it unnerves things, it changes them dramatically and dramatically. So it's a powerful energy and being in Taurus. Now, what is Taurus? It's the earth sign. So literally, uh, Uranus in Taurus is very, very tangible to us uh, and very visible. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very strongly felt energy because Taurus is not just our body, it's our planet. It's, it's our resources, you know, it's everything that we, we value and so on. So, And everything which, which we also consider to be stable. Uranus is coming and showing us that this stability is, is it might be not as um, lasting or uh, infinite as we used to think. Um, Uranus moved into Taurus um, in May 2018. Uh, May fifteenth, actually, uh, I do. Uh, uh, um, I will always remember that in, uh, that um, ingress of, of Uranus into Taurus because I kind of took it with my own body, literally, personally, and I'll give it to you as an example because it demonstrates uh, very literally the workings of Uranus and Taurus. So. A few days before the uh, um, the ingress of Uranus into Taurus, I was standing next to my house, uh, talking to uh, my housemate and all of a sudden, the ground underneath our feet started shaking, but not like a regular earthquake uh, it you know it it the power and intensity and the scale of this earthquake was so large that um uh we literally started holding each other hands not to fall on the ground so it was a 6.9 and some people say 7.2 earthquake in on the big island of hawaii and because i was standing on the ground you know on the very soil that was shaking i took it with my body you know all of this all of this um waves you know they went through through my body and it felt basically like everything all the reality in front of you that you always consider to be stable or static or vertical or you know immovable all of a sudden started to dance around everything so the whole uh, screen of so-called realities it, it, um, became very surreal, you know. Um, so that earthquake initiated a huge volcanic, uh, vulcan, uh, volcanic eruption on the Big Island of Hawaii that was broadcasted all over the world and it covered a couple of villages. Um, a lot of people became homeless. Um, and it reformed um, actually the shape of the island, throwing a lot of lava onto the ground, into the ocean. So that was my experience <laughs> of the first glimpse into Uranus and Taurus. And so, why did, why, uh, why did I mention that it's a literal kind of um, metaphor and example of Uranus and Taurus? Because when Uranus comes into that stable, steady, Mellow, well settled energy of Taurus. Everything that we believe to be lasting, to be uh, um, to be in our control, to be permanent, to uh, to be you know um, solid, uh, all of a sudden is 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 being uh, shaken upside down. And in this case, it was the, the earth itself under my feet, but uh, it is a metaphor to, to, to that um, experience where things that we know are stable, which we think are stable, things that we rely upon, we lean upon to feel safe, to feel grounded, all of a sudden are no more. And so... Um, I am not here to scare people, of course, with that experience, and it doesn't mean that we all are going to be experiencing earthquakes. There are a lot of earthquakes going on actually right now, but I am giving this example for all of us to get ready or get psychically prepared that a lot of what we consider to be not going, it's not going to go anywhere, might as well do that. And and I feel like the the um, more we prepare ourselves for letting go, of holding on to the reality the way it used to be, the easier it's gonna be for us to meet whatever the next chapters are coming because they are coming. You know, it's 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 really to me not as much about the virus what's going on right now as it is about the global. Uh, reset, as they call it, um, the the complete overhaul of current uh, power system and power structures on the planet, and possible change of the power distribution uh, among the countries and governments, or whoever whoever you know is pulling the the threads behind the scene. You know, so. Uh, the, the epidemic or pandemic, is it's, it's more of a trigger or accelerator, you know, for that big, huge overhaul and shift to happen. So it's good for us to be aware, again, coming back to Uranus and Taurus, that... That things, when all of this settles, if it will, you know, when the virus is gone and we wake up from this spell, the reality might no longer be the way it was. It will for sure not be the way it was before it started. And I am Taurus. I have Taurus sun, right? I know, and you know the Taurus energy pretty well, right? What do you know about Taurus? What do you know about Taurus?
0: I know that you Tauruses are delicious and uh-huh. just uh, the best. And I know that you like your home and your environment to be right, steady right. and predictable and comfortable and nurturing. And, right. and there's this... um. You, you, you derive a lot of strength from having that stable sort of reality. And so sudden changes and getting thrown yeah. off kind of throw you off center, not forever. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. So, Natasha, may I share something? As sure. you're speaking, I, I'm going to be right back. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. She's going to be right back. Things are moving very fast. Uh, So,
0: as you're speaking, I'm seeing this.
1: uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So, this is Pele, the goddess of the volcano. This is her with the eruption behind her. This is her with uh, caressing the um, ohia lehua, well, the lehua flower, but it's actually the ohia lehua tree, and it is here in this picture because... It is the first form of life that comes out of the lava after a volcanic eruption. Yes. And what it does is reminds us that life is resilient and strong. And even in the places where you would think no life could come through, it does. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was thinking as you were telling your story about the volcanic eruption on the Big Island, which I experienced with you here on Maui in a different way it wasn't erupting here but of course I was very connected to you and to the place and all the things that were happening Mm -hmm. and one of the things that happened during that eruption was that the warm pond Mm -hmm. where I birthed Sophia my second daughter Mm -hmm. or I was in labor there I was in ceremony there as I was birthing her um, got covered with lava And I remember feeling such grief about this because this was this sacred pond that's been there for who knows how many thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And with, in one day,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: this pond is gone forever. It can't come back. It takes, I mean, maybe it will sometime, but it will never be the same. It will never be the same. And I remember grieving for that because I could never show Sophia where she was, you know, I couldn't, no, it was gone. Some of the most sacred places on that island were covered with the lava. And again, places that you just take for granted that will always be there. But then I remember getting the phone call from you and you saying, Amanda, there are now brand new pristine black sand beaches that have come. There are new formations of land that are, incredible you have to come see this and it was like wow so that happened the 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 place as we knew it is no longer the same
1: no longer the same yes and
0: yet there's something new mm-hmm. that we can cherish just the same mm-hmm. and so when i you know, tune into the messages of a goddess like pele who's who and, and I remember at the same time the different kinds of reactions that were happening from the people there in Pahoa and Pune, where this was happening. There were the people that thought it was the end of the world and, and were really panicked and freaking out and, mm-hmm. and didn't you know, just were really scared, understandably so. their homes, their gardens, the things that they had invested in were at risk in their lives, right? But then you had, and I remember seeing interviews, and this was from a different lava eruption, but I remember seeing some native Hawaiians, and their response was, this is nature. This is what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: None of it is important enough to, to freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is my time, if this is my house's time, mm-hmm. So it vegan. just is. So and, and, and I remember watching this. It was, um, what's the beautiful man that created this documentary? And this was from a different lava eruption. Uh, your neighbor.
1: Oh, Robert Kent, yes.
0: Robert yes. Kent created a documentary. And, and I, I loved watching this because this, for me, is like we have choices in how we respond. We have choices in, in what we cling to and what we hold on to. And I, from what you're saying to me this seems like a big, huge message of Uranus and Taurus.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, so, Taurus loves to hold on. Why? Because it creates this cushion for itself. It creates, it likes to, to the durability, it likes the reliability of things or what, what it considers to be value. So it kind of holds on and builds up and, and just works around creating that safety net you know that cushion to fall back to so taurus is very um uncomfortable you know when uranus comes and hit it because i mean they are naturally squaring each other uh, um, aquarius and taurus they so they these energies are not the most compatible ones however when Uranus hits Taurus, got gets to adjust and it gets to let go, however uncomfortable. So we can say, like globally, the Uranus in Taurus energy is very uncomfortable. It is um, yanking, you know, the discussion from underneath our comfortable butts, you know, and that pawn that you described, where everybody was so attached to that comfort and the beauty. And the luxury of being in those warm waters all of a sudden is gone. So the same in our lives, you know, we got to redefine luxury. Mm. We might have to let go of a lot of attachments that uh, to, to those things which we considered absolutely necessary. We might need to redefine what is truly necessary. So, you know, there are a lot of ramifications here, both internally and externally. Externally, of course, we're looking into the uh, financial uh, reset. Uh, um, We're looking at possibly a major uh, uh, change in financial reality globally and personally. And um, a lot of people, uh, I feel like, the the real um pain and and danger uh is gonna come more from the financial consequences that this havoc is creating on individuals on people who are um you know connected and dependent and gonna be in difficult situations like in 2008 and and it might even be bigger than that you know so that is the um the actual realistic sober consequences or reality of Uranus and Taurus. Uh, also on personal level, you know, we will have to, as I said, redefine our comfort zone. We will have to redefine what what do we need? What, what are our true needs? Do we really need all that stuff? You know, after, um, again, uh, coming back to my experience with Volcano, um, uh, after this earthquake, I basically returned to uh, the place after the eruption. I sold everything I had, and I gave away everything I had. I basically got rid of twenty years of accumulated stuff, uh, and this might be what Uranus is for in Taurus. He could could suggest us as a healthy response. that energy the more we get we are ready to let go of what we have considered to be necessary or indispensable you know the lighter or the easier it might be for us to navigate this period yes and of course taurus is about our values right notoriously let me close this um there's so much facebook activity it's notoriously it's about the values. You know, what are the values? What we consider to be important? those are the values, right? What we consider to be uh, 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 um, to be something that defines our worth. And in contemporary society, in contemporary consumeristic society, money, of course, has become the primary value. Uh, that the society is operating by and they, what is his or her worth the, the even the word worth has you know started to be measured in money so uranus which is also the energy of enlightenment and awakening mm. and higher mind and upgrade might be calling us for that upgrade in our value system fundamentally, which is a beautiful thing, which are the beautiful processes that it might initiate individually with many of us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when this transit first began, I remember having the strong understanding that what, where we source our safety, mm-hmm where we source our value that is shifting what we look to for comfort and safety is mm-hmm. shifting but the but like you said the truth is it's shifting into something that we that is actually reliable mm-hmm. not the facade of what we think is reliable so when we source ourselves in the eternal mm-hmm. when we source ourselves in the soul, we, and when we find safety and security in that place,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are aligned with the universal law and universal truths. When we source our safety from our bank account mm-hmm. or our luxury car or yes. our home, yes. we are sourced in the te- in the temporary. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about all of you, but the only way that I've actually been kicked out of those dependencies has been through periods of massive transformation, what felt like massive crisis, what felt like a death. And this woman, Natasha, guided me through that period. I call it my personal fall of Rome or my personal apocalypse because that is what it felt like. It felt like I built this reality and what I valued and it all had to come crumbling down in order for me to realize who I actually was and what was actually valuable. And of course it's a continual process, but there was a big, a big momentous dramatic occasion that enabled me to see that a lot more clearly through a lot of pain at the time. So in the end, it is an upgrade. And one of the things I was thinking about today is that idea of you need to be able to see it mm-hmm. before it can actually become into reality. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we can do with this time of quiet and, and relative like inwardness as we're in our homes, as we're quarantined, is is vision or dream in what a better reality could look like. Mm-hmm. What a different value system might mean. I think most people would agree that the way it has been mm-hmm. isn't really serving. You okay. know, so while we cling to like, oh no, it's going to go away, at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. do you like it? Like, do you, do you, Have you enjoyed the way that it's been set
1: up? Better because the devil I, we know says Taurus. What's that? Better the devil we know says Taurus, right? Better the devil we know, right, but
0: really is that true? And I think in order for the devil that we don't know to be, and hopefully not a devil, although right. is devil like the Cap- Capricorn? <laughs> like, no. No? Is okay. it, the, is it the, well, in tarot it is, isn't it? Or is it the... Uh,
1: let's not go, with, this is a rabbit hole. Let's just oh, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Okay, but, um, but in terms of dreaming in another, like we won't be able to create another reality that works better unless we can start to see it. Yes, so exactly. as we're as we're in these times, what does that look like to you? I think each person
1: exactly.
0: can begin to dream that in both for themselves personally, but also for the collective, for humanity. What could yes. it look like? How could it be better? How could it be more serving? How could it be yes. more aligned with universal truth and universal yes. laws? Yes. And if we can begin to dream it and see it, I mean everything we see here right now was first an idea and then someone somehow brought it into reality. Exactly. And so that is the opportunity again for us in this time to tap into that upgrade. What does the upgrade even look like? What, what can we even begin to dream in? And I remember in the process of my complete personal apocalypse as I was, and, and actually I've, I've come to learn from Gemini and Brett and, I, and we need, to, I need to ask him where he found this out, but the word apocalypse means unveiling.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, Oh, so unveiling. Yes. Like that has a whole different context than, than what I think most people associate revelation. with that. What's that revelation?
1: Revelation also, yeah. has a root in veil revelation. Yeah. reveal right. To lift up the veil.
0: To lift up the veil. But so as we're dreaming this in, what's revealed on the other side of the veil?
1: So, um, yeah, Taurus. What else is Taurus? Let's just figure it out together. It's, it's resources, right? So we can say inner resources on individual level. We can start looking into our inner resources uh, and pull out perhaps qualities or, or talents and gifts which have been lying there unused and find a way uh, or see envision the way to use them uh you know on the global scale it can it, we, we can be talking in a positive way about uh upgrade in the use of earth resources for instance not the abuse and not the uneven distribution but we could maybe hope for a more uh enlightened way of using earth resources for instance you know for the common good including the good of the planet Um, we can talk about um for instance as a taurus surprisingly enough i was always dreaming as a child about society without money you know, Taurus that is linked with money for interesting, for some reason, I kind of early on felt that it was um, a system that was holding back humanity in many ways from uh, expressing itself. And uh, we can, for instance, because Uranus and Taurus is about financial shift, uh, possible recession and possible depression, We can ask, what is money? Uh, Can we live without money? And how would the world look without money? Uh, What are the alternatives? You know, what comes to mind with Uranus, which is a, let's say, fair, enlightened society in this case. I'll use that expression of Uranus. What if we... um, engage in a barter exchange even on the local level what if we use local resources to trade with one another you know the more taurus is very very independent it loves self-reliance it loves to have everything there figured out you know so if anything it will be self-sufficient okay so If we add Uranus and Aquarian energy in the mix of Taurian energy, we can see the resources used within community for a more evolved way of being together and sharing. That can be a vision.
0: (laughs) You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that you had those ideas and visions when you were a child. Because I'll never forget a conversation I had with Madeline, my now 11-year-old. I think she was probably around six or seven. And she goes, Mama, we don't need money. We don't need it. And I was like, okay. She's like, yeah, no, there's definitely a better way. I was like, all right, enlighten me. Show me. How can we do it better? She goes, we can make stuff. We can trade stuff. We, we don't need to have the, the money thing. She goes, it's just kind of dumb. And I was like, Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, the innocence wow. of that observation and the the clarity with which she was just like, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, you know? And it was, it was, it was awesome for me to, to witness. And I said, well, you know, Madeline, I believe that you and your generation potentially are holding the vision for a different way. You know, I was gr- born in this time where this is the way, and this is what we do, and yet It doesn't, I understand, it doesn't have to, there could be another way that is better. And one of the things that I was joking, so the woman that does my hair color, does my roots, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we were joking because she, she, because we we were anticipating that she wouldn't be able to do her, what she's doing. And so I was talking about having these like speakeasy underground, like hair salons (laughs) and we were laughing and she goes, well, I'll do your color for like a few lemons Or, or, you know, for, for some, you know, for some food, because I, I collect hair color, but I don't garden (laughs) like so perfect. So it's, I mean, it's hard for us to imagine. And yet, is it something that we can't imagine and would it actually serve better? And these are questions again, I love how you invited us in the beginning, Natasha, to come together with ideas and co-create it because we don't know the ultimate answer to any of this, but the other thing that, that I saw, you know, as the quarantine things were happening, as people were storming the stores and selling out the toilet paper was how come we're not storming the garden section?
1: Yes.
0: How come we're not investing in things that would reduce our reliance on these structures that we are, we are witnessing the weakness in them. We are witnessing our vulnerability to them is what I was thinking It's like, because I, I did, I went to the garden and I was like, all right, it's going to take 45 days to have some food. I may as well plant right now and, and see what happens. Um, but I, I, I do think that's part of the invitation. And then when I was there in the garden center, I was imagining what if uh, everyone did this? Like, what if we all planted gardens? What if we all invested in, in great soil and, and and beautiful scenes and we all started to create our gardens and it reminds me i don't know if any of you have read the anastasia books um the the based on the the dachniks in in russia and the the vision of each person having their own plot of land and cultivating the soil that they live on
1: yes.
0: and um, it's a whole series it's it's really fascinating and potentially a really good thing to be reading right now because it does yeah and who knows is it sustainable is it doable is it is it you know a utopia that won't ever happen here on this planet i don't know but each person has answers and each person holds a piece of the vision Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah 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 the toilet paper example of course it indicates and shows us where the value system is is lying with majority however uh it is only by embodying, it's only by being an example to oneself, to one's, uh, to one's, you know, beloved and friends and family that one can initiate any kind of movement. Yes. Um, yeah, I just have a feeling that the more independent, not just because Uranus in Taurus, but all of the planets in the Capricorn shaking things up, uh, very spooky things going on in the power uh, fights globally uh, to me all of this is about the more independent we are from those structures of the government that control uh, the direction of our lives you know the more we take charge you know uh, uh, about uh, uh, our existence uh, our lives our visions you know and the the, the, uh, the Bigger leap we can make, and the better we can prepare for whatever is coming. You know, independence is definitely up in the air, uh, self sufficiency, independence, energy independence, by the way. With Uranus, which rules energy, you know, it's, an, it, it, it's um, all the technological advances, it's an electric energy, you know, all of that uh, together with Taurus is suggesting energy, Taurus self reliance, energy independence so mm-hmm. that is not that far-fetched of a dream and many of us can actually create that uh, but it's only by making those steps you know actually enacting that that out that we can start moving somewhere and investing in different kind of um, industry for instance so lots and of food of thought food lots of
0: thought, food yeah. for thought yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts and comments um i'm not seeing, let's see if we can, if I can see some of your thoughts and comments. Okay. Amy says, Mm -hmm. gardening, animal husbandry, astrology, and mindfulness practices should all be taught in our school systems from the preschool level throughout in order to develop compassion for the earth and compassion for ourselves and our communities. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Leah, Leah or Leah, you have to tell me, um, Uranus change how we see and live and connect to Taurus earth itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Lita Lita says here, people stormed liquor stores when they thought they might not be considered essential. So interesting. So interesting to have this talk about a revealing moment. Mm -hmm. It's a revealing moment to see what we went to, you know, what we cling to in this time where things feel uncertain and that's not to shame anyone or anything. It's, it's just revealing and illuminating and showing and in order for us to have that awareness so we can start to question what we value, why we value it. Is it something, I mean, I, I, I saw there were interviews of people that were going for the toilet paper and the reporter was asking why, why are you going and, and buying, you know, heaps and heaps of toilet paper and the people were saying, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) I just
1: because they're gonna shit on themselves, so <laughs> <well>. <laughs> Sorry. but it was just Sorry. an I don't
0: know, it was an I don't know, and it's like wow, how programmed are we? Like, how knee jerk are we? Yes, and I think it's not again not to shame people who did that, but and if you did that, you know, anybody out there, it's yes. just to become aware. You know, and to begin to question, why did I cling to that? Why did I feel like that was the most important thing that I would need in the time of great uncertainty? And and like you said, this invitation from Uranus and Taurus to begin to shift that value system. You know, I remember when I used to value, you know, I thought having a huge home would be amazing. Owning a home, having a huge home would be the most amazing thing ever. And it was, it was part of the goal, uh, part of the pinnacle of success in my mind. And then realizing, like, wow, it's actually a lot of work. It feels really heavy. I don't need that much space. There's just tons of stuff to clean. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's these things that we think we want, but then they a lot of times create the prison that we end up living in. And
1: so your possessions end up possessing you
0: totally i mean same thing for me when i left new york i i sold or gave away everything everything i literally we came with a few suitcases no furniture no none of the the wedding gifts that i got that i thought were yes. so none of it and it was so liberating to yes. to feel this lightness of oh my like, gosh i don't i don't need all that stuff It doesn't define me. It isn't who I am. And I'm so much more mobile now. I'm so much more flexible now. I'm so much more, I'm so much less burdened by all this stuff.
1: Yes. And And they're so opened for new pathways to come into your system and into your consciousness. Yes. Unblocking, you know, uh, cleaning the closet, clearing the house, uh, getting rid of, it's unblocking the energy. Because Taurus is also a very creative energy, it is resourceful in that way. It can find new ways when it's given the chance. It's very good at that. So when we have Uranus in, in Taurus, you know, we are invited to find new ways of um, creating sustainability, new new solutions. You know, there are, for instance, some. Places And I think Denmark, they started a year ago, or a couple of years ago, a, a, a whole new system of urban living where the garden is in each and, 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 and every building, you know. There are community gardens everywhere and the whole community is built and developed around common shared garden. The vertical gardens, you know, all kinds of new stuff, which don't require so much energy. Uh so yeah, this this kind of bright solutions. And another thing here, of course, is again community. We're talking about Iranian energy, doing it together, uh, joining uh, the, the 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 forces. It doesn't need to be like a whole society, it's doing it with like-minded people, Uranus like like-mindedness, right? Um, so joining uh, those ideas and actually going and uh, manifesting something and I'm sure that already as we speak now today there is a bunch of young people uh, 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 implementing what we are saying and building those new communities and brainstorming and getting together you know it's almost like another trigger to uh, in the self-sufficiency, in the, in the independence movement.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, they, all these places where we've put, I, 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 and I think I mentioned this last time, but I, I felt myself getting angry a week or two ago as all this was happening, angry at myself for allowing myself to be dependent on systems and structures that don't actually care about me and my children they don't care. I'm a number. I'm a faceless, nameless. How could they, they, I mean, they have their own, they have their own survival as a corporation, as a entity. Mm -hmm. And it's not about what's best for me and my children. I am the only one that would be able to do the things that I need to do for my children. So I got this anger in me of like, why have I allowed the most essential life things like food to be dependent on a place like Costco. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was just this whoa, that is not smart. That is not, it's, So that's, that's what that's, but, but see that, that anger, I channeled it into like, okay, I'm finally going to plant a garden. And yes, my little garden in pots is not going to feed my children. Like it's not enough, but it was the, the action of just doing something that's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And, and you're right about not only young people, there's people that have dedicated their entire lives to creating sustainable systems. I mean, Eddie here on Maui, which I am going to bring him on, you guys. He is so amazing. He spent his entire life here in these islands creating sustainable systems. And he even they've even found a way to solve the styrofoam issue. So wow. these are innovative solutions to things that we collectively feel like there's no hope around. So mm-hmm. something like styrofoam and the fact that it isn't recyclable and it's just build it's just filling up landfills with, with stuff that won't really regenerate itself and go back into the earth. Well, there are these worms that eat the styrofoam mm-hmm. and poop fertilizer.
1: Wow. <laughs> this
0: exists. This is not a pipe dream. This exists. And so there are solutions. And, and, and this whole idea of, of everything that we need is here on the earth, Mm -hmm. it's having such a different context for me for a long time. It felt like a pretty flowery poetic thing, you know, like, yes. Oh, that's so lovely. And yet I still need to go make a living and I still need to go and, you know, all these things, but, but what solutions like that are showing is that there is innovation, there is creativity, there are solutions, there are answers. And and once we can shift out of this, Oh no, Oh no, it's going to change to, okay, okay, it's going to change. And how can we change it for the better? Then these ideas can come forward and these voices and these solutions and these people who have been doing this work for their entire, because they knew. Eddie Eddie was born knowing that this is the truth, that there's a way to do it that's way better. Madeline, you as a child, many of our listeners probably as a child that knew like there's a better way. And when we each tap into the design of our blueprint as so beautifully made possible by astrology. We can see that there are keys within each of us that when we work together to empower those keys and give voice to those keys and trust our intuition and our vision, I believe it will work. That there's a symphony on this planet that can happen when we each tap into that blueprint that is unique to us. Because you out there have answers that I don't have. I have see things different yes. than you. And when we all share and we come together in that spirit of cooperation and potential and possibilities, that's when these things come forth. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking
1: yeah. of the true Aquarian rising. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's so clear to me. It's like, you guys, we can do this. We can do this. And it is by coming and sharing and tapping into that blueprint that is you and and no longer shushing it, no longer shutting it, no longer, sh- no, no, no longer shaming it, letting it come forth and letting it shine because you have something that you're going to contribute to this symphony. And I can hear the symphony. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it works. So... I think this Uranus and Taurus thing is amazing and it opens up a whole (laughs) new arena. It It opens up a whole new arena for all of us. And when we can be in that space of pure potential, and I just encourage each of you to tune into that place within you that is still, that is quiet, that is knowing, that is love. Then when you when we're there, we know that this universe is loving. Whenever we come to that place of truth and stillness within us, it's not cacophonous. It's not frenetic. It's, it's peaceful. It's still. It's joyful. That's the truth. That's where we source our strength. That's where we source our value. That's where we source what is real. And so allowing...
1: And allowing that, sorry. Go. You no, go. And adding to that inner peace and all the bottomless values that we can derive from within, adding to that the Uranian element of connections and friendships and love between humans and support, especially now, you know, and especially in in crisis situations like that, where we discover that our biggest uh, value are our, our, our friends, are our, our beloveds, are other human beings who come and share with us and support us, and we do it. We're we're doing it all together. So, you know, love as a new currency. Mm. Um, it can be a beautiful Uranus and Taurus uh, uh, as, um, expression. Togetherness, connectedness as a new currency. Uh, uh, as, as, as the only way to survive, in fact.
0: You know, Natasha, one of the key themes that came out of the 2020 Global Forecast Marathon that we did in January, right, be- right before the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, one of the biggest quotes that came out of it was, stay human. And I remember as that, was, as that theme was being discussed, Everybody, I mean, most people were having chills and having like, it, it hit on such a profound level. And so as we've been going through this, I've been asking that question, like, what is human? What is it that makes being human? And what, it, what is it that makes our value of being human worthwhile? Like, what is it about being What are the most beautiful aspects of being human and what does that look like and and tapping into those stories the beautiful human stories that are happening right now the beautiful this us all of you together right now this is a beautiful human expression and they're happening all around us whether or not the news wants us to hear about it it's happening And so that's the frequency of humanness that is something worth celebrating. It's something worth preserving. And it doesn't mean the other expressions of being human aren't valid. And I'm talking about like the part of being human where people are in survival mode and it's a separating energy and it's, I got to get mine and just, you know, that part you know can we can we start to move out of that as the default you know and 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 maybe not but maybe it's always a victory of human spirit to choose the other you know even if it's in our instinct or in our like knee jerk to go to that place we always have the cho- the choice to choose what human spirit would would look like in any given circumstance you know what human spirit what is worth celebrating about being human and I, I think each one of us has our answers to that. It's, it's, it's the beauty in that child's question. You know, why do we even need this? Why? Well, this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't necessary. You know, it's the beauty and the smile that is bringing you joy right now in the people that are around you. You know, there's so much to celebrate, really, about being human.
1: Beautifully, beautifully put, beautifully spoken with so much soul with so much sincerity thank you thank you thank you thank you
0: Uh i want to thank you natasha for your continuing availability to have these discussions and to be willing to go to the place that you know is uncomfortable for a lot of people especially as a taurus you know that there's a discomfort in some of these conversations but by having them you guys by going there We're able to, again, just bring that awareness, bring in the invitation of these transits, the invitation of the planets, the invitation for all of us to rise to the higher octave of what's possible here. And it's a choice day in, day out, every moment. It's a choice. So continue to do those things that that tap you into what's real, that help you find your source of strength from within yourself for me right now there's certain books there's certain these flowers there's certain practices that are just bring me back bring me back to what's real bring me back to what's true bring me back to what is empowered and and in that space of potential there is no script there is no end story that's already written to any of this we're writing it what do we want to write
1: Oh, ah, oh.
0: Please continue to chat in. We love to connect with you. I've been seeing some amazing ideas and people that have been holding visions. People that have been experimenting with things, different solutions, different innovations. Continue to write those in because you never know what your idea will spark in someone else, and you don't. You never know when your confidence in something you've seen. Gives someone else confidence in what they're seeing. So just continue sharing, continue coming together. We, again, as Astrology Hub, which I love how Ann Ortley has renamed us Astrology Hug, we will continue. <laughs> we, I love it because Astrology Hug, it, it, for me, astrology, that's what it does. It hugs us all in this, like, it's okay, it's okay, we got this. Um, so we'll continue to bring more content to you that is here to uplift, inspire, ground, ground you in what's real, ground you in the possibilities. And um, just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. Thank you for being part of the collective consciousness that is attuned to the light, the light of the universe, the light in your heart, um, and the light that is your soul.
1: Thank you. And Natasha, mwah, thank you. Take care, everybody.